What's the million dollar question in Nashville? Are we going to see UC Soros back in time for the playoffs? Uh, there's a couple updates from John Hines. Plus, what's Nashville's contingency plan? Who's going to wind up starting in the postseason if UC Soros can't go? Plus, big matchup tonight against a team the Preds could see in the first round of the playoffs, the Colorado Avalanche. Full preview of that game coming up tonight on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on thefortcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Is it just me, Ann, or does it seem like this like week has been a full month? Oh, it is dog years. Like from the moment you see Sorrow stepped off the ice, this every moment has felt like hockey dog years. <laughs> Even before that, it just seems like we've all been through the ringer, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, this has been a this has been an emotional roller coaster wind down to the end of the season. And just want to point out that had the Preds played a little bit differently in March, it might not have felt like this. Yeah, we <laughs> could have it been out there. In. Uh, we could have been talking about whether they're going to get a wild card spot or the number three or two spot. But hey, here we up, are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so obviously, the big talker around town is still uh, UC Soros. Um, he, the Preds have already confirmed he's going to be out for the last two games mm-hmm. uh, of the regular season. Um, beyond that, it's it's kind of anybody's guess. It, it sort of depends on which source of information you're looking at. Um, John Hines was on 1025 the game this morning. Talk about it. He kind of sounded, you know, a, a little bit more optimistic. Thought he just said UC Saros needs some rest and to let his injury settle down. Uh, Elliot Friedman said, um, that he a little less optimistic in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He said there's maybe some doubt. Yeah, uh, he may not be ready for, for games one or two. So, um, just kind of, I guess the prognosis right now is just kind of depends on who's giving out the information, I guess. There, there's no really firm answer anywhere. The NHL is again doing its super vague injury report. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, e- either way, and it's, it's going to shape things. Yeah, this is not ideal. Like, let's just put it out here. This is not ideal for the Nashville Predators. And, you know, we're waiting to see how the postseason will go. John Hines, again, on 102.5 The Game, said the Predators are hopeful about UC Saros in the playoffs. I don't know what to make of that. You can analyze and analyze, you know, what does that mean? It sounds positive. Is it wishful thinking? But the bottom line is even not having Saros in these last two games is not necessarily ideal for the Predators. They definitely need to get at least a win here winding down the season. And it would be good to have Saros ready to go in the postseason. Instead, we're looking at David Riddick and Connor Ingram in net. And this has become kind of a big debate. John Hines did say this morning that each of them will get a start in the final two games. 
who do you think is going to start tonight, though, Nick? You know, it's yeah. I could go either way on this. Mm-hmm. I can go either way on this. You know, you, you kind of seen what you got from David Riddick this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado is by far the better of the two teams. Yes. And you're kind of toying with the idea of maybe seeing what Connor Ingram can do in the playoffs. The logical thing would be to put him in tonight against the Colorado Avalanche, um, who have everything locked up, but you know, they still technically have some stuff to play for. I mean, they still technically have a shot uh, at the president's trophy if they, I guess, really care about that. Maybe for home ice advantage of the Eastern Conference fine or the um, Stanley Cup finals in case they mm-hmm. play Florida. But, you know, they're probably still going to put a solid team on the ice. So if you're mm-hmm. going from that regard and saying, okay, let's see. Uh, if Connor Ingram can kind of stand up to tough competition, you would maybe want to see him tonight against Colorado just to see what he can do. Um, the, the other end of that is, do you just want to ride David Riddick in the postseason? And if so, would you use this game as kind of a confidence booster for him? You know, if the plan is that, you know, you have faith in Riddick as your backup, which at this point, I'm not convinced the Predators do. Right. Then this would be an opportunity to go out there and say, you know what? Go get us a win against Colorado. Go get us a win against the best team in the Western Conference. And let's see if you can kind of wash the stench of the last 10 minutes of that Calgary game off you and reset. Um, True. So you can look at really either goaltender and make a strong case at saying it's the logical thing moving forward for them to start tonight. I would agree with that. I think in my mind, like you said, there are two very distinct schools of thought. And and what's frustrating is it's hard to know what to take away from that. Because if Riddick starts tonight, like you said, the logic is you know, when a goalie has a rough game, a bad game, and the way that Calgary game ended was very, very rough, you want to get them back out on the ice and and get them going as quickly as you can to kind of shake that off. The flip side of that is we've seen David Riddick against Colorado earlier in the season. It was not necessarily pretty. And maybe you want to see, hey, what, what can Connor Ingram do? And Connor Ingram has had a lot more time in net. Now it's kind of apples and oranges because it's AHL time versus NHL time. But Connor Ingram is coming in very warmed up, very used to playing big minutes. So it's six to one, half dozen to the other. But there's a part of me that thinks if we see Connor Ingram in net tonight, a part of me, you know, the the Scooby-Doo sleuth part of me wants to say that this means that they are seriously considering starting Ingram in the postseason if Soros can't go early in a series just to see what he can do against playoff caliber teams. I'm just not sure you're going to get the same read if you start Ingram against Arizona that you would if you start him against Colorado. So for me, it's almost not so much who's going to start the game for me what i wrestle with is what is my takeaway from the decision they make right and i firmly believe that if saros can't go it really is an open race you know and i, I agree know conventional wisdom is like look david riddick has been your backup all season you signed him for reasons like this ingram's an ahl guy he's cold in the nhl 
Um, but I really do think that this is kind of an open thing where it's the Preds really haven't made up their mind as to what they're going to do. Um, mm -hmm. And if they had, if they did have confidence in David Riddick, you know, they're going to say all the right things. They're going to say they do. But the fact that he hasn't been playing a lot of these games down the stretch, including some of these back to backs. I mean, we've talked about the criticism for that. The fact for that sure. the Preds really yeah. haven't trusted him enough to play him is kind of telling and what they kind of think of him at the moment. Well, and as you look ahead, I think it's been fairly obvious, maybe not directly stated, that looking ahead, the long-term plan is Connor Ingram is the backup for UC Soros. And yeah. you wonder if this is just, hey, we're going to bump up the timeline a little bit and see what he can do in this postseason. Because I'm not sure that... Well, nobody thought the Nashville Predators were going to get in the postseason, and we're going to talk about that later. But I'm not sure that everybody in the Predators organization felt like during a competitive rebuild year, this is going to be the year we're going to go all in. I, They may use this as an opportunity to just break Ingram in, you know, in the postseason. So I think there's a, a lot of a lot of long-term thinking that is going to go into decisions made for a game tonight and tomorrow night. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Predators do. And they're going to be very tight-lipped about it, which is a little bit frustrating. I would, you know, just come out and tell me what you're thinking. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll wait and see who the starter is tonight. I personally would like to see Ingram in that tonight, but I am not John Hines, in case anybody didn't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you still got the same vibe. You still have the very affable vibe. Well, thank you, thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, interesting <laughs> question. Interesting question for you that I want to ask after the break about who would you rather play in the postseason, Calgary or Colorado? That's coming up in just a second. But first, <laughs> want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of two hundred dollars sunglasses for just a fraction of the price. We're talking about polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair they sell. That means they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them or break them, whatever happened, even if it's your fault, they will help you out. So give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 free meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, that is code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. So, and the, the Preds just played Calgary uh, two nights ago. Tonight they play the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. So we are sandwiched in between the Preds' two possible playoff opponents. Um, in the wild card spot, the Preds still control their fate, although right now Dallas uh, leapfrogged them by virtue of points, but the Preds still have them edged out in points percentage, which means they control their fate. Um is there a team between Colorado and Calgary you would rather see? 
This is a tough question. I think for a long time it was, you know, it was definitely Calgary, you know, don't want to take on the juggernaut that is the Colorado Avalanche. And they are a juggernaut, but Calgary ain't nothing. And I think we saw that in last night's game. And I look at last night's game and honestly, the mom and me, my first thought is do not play Calgary. Someone's going to get hurt <laughs> because it was so heated and I can't imagine what a series would be. It would be very entertaining, though, as a hockey fan to see them play Calgary. I feel like I would prefer Calgary over Colorado. I just think Colorado is such a powerhouse. And Calgary, we've been able to, you know, the Predators have been able to kind of find some windows of opportunity. Now, we've not done horrible against Colorado either. No. Um you know, so it's not like Colorado has swept us and we want to avoid them. But I just really feel like Colorado is they're at a great place going into the postseason. I think they have been consistently outrageously good and solid. I would just rather play Calgary because I feel like the Calgary series is a little bit more. You can roll the dice and see what you get. But, but we'll see after tonight's game. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll change minds if the Preds <laughs> lose like eight. Very nothing. true. Um, the other thing to throw in there is Calgary has been one of the hottest teams in the NHL uh, over the past month, whereas the Colorado Avalanche, you know, they, they haven't struggled. You're never going to say the word no. struggle. You're never going to say the word cold streak. Uh, but their pace has fallen off just a little bit. Like they're not exactly the world beaters that they were. Um, you know, a couple of months ago. I mean, they're still the the second best team in the NHL, uh, and they are still going to be one of the toughest teams, probably the favorite in the West. Although, um, yeah, I mean, watch out for the St. Louis Blues all of a sudden. I know, for real. Um, but, you know, so, so it's interesting from that. And the other thing is, you know, kind of recency bias. You know, the Preds almost beat Calgary – uh, you know, two nights ago, you could have argued they should have beaten Calgary. They played arguably their best game of the month against the Flames a week ago in, in mm -hmm. the first of the two matchups. For sure. Um, and, you know, so so it's interesting from that regard. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this mm -hmm. um, either way. Either way, it is going to be an absolute tough matchup. But, you know, at the same time and either way. I, I don't say that the Predators have zero chance against either team either. I would agree with that. And I think that that's shocking. Am I saying the Preds are going to make it all the way to the Stanley Cup? Not necessarily. I'm not going to rule it out because. But each of these teams, the Predators have beaten in different circumstances. I, I feel like Colorado has been over the season more consistent and that's kind of what makes me a little more hesitant to want to jump into a series right off the bat in the first round with them. But and I feel like Nashville has some confidence against Calgary going into the series. Neither one of these are going to be easy, but I don't necessarily think that this is one of those situations where this is a gimme first round for Calgary or Colorado against the Predators. Whoever plays the Predators is going to have to play. You know, this is not just a token first round series to get to the real competition in the second round. And the Predators have been chronically underestimated this season. Hopefully going into the playoffs, you know, 
we just carry some momentum, we carry some confidence. But I don't think these are gimmies. I don't think we're looking at this is an easy sweep for either team. The Nashville Predators can surprise anyone. And we've seen them this this season playing really, really well against the really, really good teams. So, you know, you just never know. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's a clean slate in a lot of ways. And the Predators, I think, have a lot of tools. Again, a lot of it is going to depend on UC Saros. Um, yes, he's kind of been yes. the backstop, but the Predators do have a lot of tools that past Stanley Cup winners have had. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of things like execution, I think, has got to be better, especially when it comes to team defense and turnovers, um, because yes. that's led to some of these lopsided games where it's been like the Preds have given up like 40 to 45 shots a game. Um, a lot of it is just on like bad um, you know, defensive execution and bad, you know, management of the puck. Um, and, and the other thing is, are you going to stay disciplined? Uh, because mm-hmm. both Calgary and Colorado, uh, in case you haven't heard, are phenomenal on the power play. Yes. Two of the best teams in the NHL. And the Preds penalty kill uh, is not. It, it's yeah. kind of it's in the bottom half of the league. I think they're ranked 17th at the moment. So those are those are two things. Like if you if you stay disciplined and you can kind of clean up some of those mistakes that are leading to these like lopsided looking games, mm-hmm. then the Preds have as good a chance as anybody to get very very far in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I, I think also. If you're the Predators fans, another thing is you're kind of maybe hoping for Calgary a little bit just by virtue of how the playoffs are set up. Yes. Uh, Obviously, it's based on division and a wild card team who plays the number one team goes into that division. So if you're the Nashville Predators and you fall into Calgary's uh, their bracket, and Mm -hmm. you somehow beat the Flames, then your next opponent is either going to be Edmonton or L.A. Um, And I know they've had some problems with with Edmonton, but compare that to your other option being either Minnesota or St. Louis, I think you'll probably opt for the Edmonton slash L.A. route on that. No, I agree. I don't think there is a circumstance under which the Nashville Predators want to meet the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> They're just, no. I, that's one of these teams that I think, you know, we're talking about Colorado Stanley Cup contender. And, you know, I've thought that's from the beginning, but the St. Louis Blues are one of those teams that I think could shock everybody this season in, in the postseason. And I would rather not play them. I would much rather play Minnesota than play St. Louis because I just think they are exactly where they want to be in the postseason. So I'm with you. The Oilers have been a little bit of a bugaboo for the Predators. We've had a little bit of a thing yeah. with them, but I think you stand a better chance against the Oilers than perhaps against the Blues. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you going to hedge your bets on the team that has arguably been the best in the NHL over the past month and a half? Or are you going to hedge your bets on the team that just got good because they suddenly have respectable goaltending? <laughs> yeah. Like not even but like not below replacement goaltending. And that's like the that's the other thing for the Oilers, too. Like. How good have would they have been all these years when you have McDavid and you have Dreisaitl scoring all these years? And now it's like they have 
Mike Smith, who's not even like on a great run, just on like a decent solid. And all of a sudden they're like, like winning like eight out of every 10 games they play. It's like, Oh, was it that easy? We just (laughs) need a goaltender. We should have fixed this years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go figure Ken Holland. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yeah. So so either way, either way could be an interesting option. Uh, Colorado is going to be interesting tonight. We're going to go a little bit into the preview, including what we want to see from the Predators tonight coming up in just a second. But first, want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts so predators playing the colorado avalanche tonight uh it is a 9 30 central puck drop no 8 30 8 30 i think 8 30 i don't know just just check your calendars people uh <laughs> Either way, Anne, uh, what do you want to see from the Predators tonight against the Avs? Yeah, there's a couple things that I think are going to be key in this game against the uh, against Colorado. And for me, it's going to start with defense. And you've talked about this just a few minutes ago. You're going to need to have this defense play well, regardless of who is in net. UC Soros, Connor Ingram, David Riddick. This defense has to play responsibly. If you look back at the Colorado games, there are several goals that Colorado scored this season against the Predators that were just defensive lapses. There were turnovers. There was a backdoor guy that literally could have built a house and nobody would have known it because he was all by himself. So it's a responsible defense is going to be key against Colorado tonight. Yeah. You know, the other interesting thing you mentioned defense being the key, who are the two best defensemen on either team? Roman Yossi and Kale McCarr. Oh, it's going to be great. Who have been the the two (laughs) rivals for the Norris trophy this season. Yeah. They should just have it out tonight. Let's just decide it in the game tonight. Let's well, just... that's exactly what I was going to say. Wouldn't you just love to see like Roman Yossi uh, go out there and have like a four to five point match, like four to five point game tonight. Drop like, a Hattie. Some Drop insane hattie. game uh, tonight against the Avs. And then for the Preds to just like shut down Makar. Like, wouldn't oh. that just be great? Wouldn't that be so like good. the cherry on top? <laughs> So great. I would love it. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. I feel like Yossi's getting getting his mojo going again. And yes, I think, and this is going to be something to really watch in this game is the Makar Yossi thing going on. I think there's going to be, you know, when you have them head to head comparison, this is a great opportunity for Roman Yossi to tell all of the voters exactly what they need to do and how they need to do it. So I think that's going to be very interesting. Well, it kind of is interesting too, because like, if you look at uh, like a lot of the odds, a lot of like the, the polls that came out, like NHL.com just did their trophy tracker. 
Um, they all have Yossi leading right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of become the favorite. Um, I mean, if you're a voter and you're watching this game and, you know, if Yossi just absolutely, we, we, you know, we talk about, you know, Kill McCarr maybe being the better defensive defenseman this season. Uh, and if the Predators, especially Roman Yossi, are able to set up like three, four scoring plays against him, like, isn't that this, like, isn't that, shouldn't that be like the cherry on top of the voting? 100%. Like, yeah, you know, we, this guy is supposed to be like the best, you know, defensive defenseman in the league. But our defenseman is so good at generating plays that not even the guy who's supposed to be the best defensive defenseman in the league can slow him down. That's why he should be the Norris this year. That's what I would absolutely love to see. Yes, I am here for that. And I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Makar and Yossi in this game for that very reason. Another thing that is going to be key to this game, and it pains me to say this, but one of the most successful players that the Predators have had in their games against Colorado this season has been Luke Cunning. So we're going to have to have a little chit chat. (laughs) We're going to have to have a little chit chat. Now, Duchesne, Forsberg, um, Yossi have also had strong performances against Colorado. But if you're going to beat Colorado, you've got to have second, you've got to have secondary scoring. And Luke Cunning has been very good at that against Colorado previously. What's going on there, Luke? Like, what's happening? What's like, and... You know, I'm sure that it's, you know, frustrating and difficult for him. But at some point, you've got to produce. And and this is is your time to shine. Another one I'd love to see kind of break through tonight is Tanner Janot. We haven't seen a lot from him offensively. The herd line has been quiet. But secondary scoring is going to be key. And I'm telling you, watching Luke Cunning tonight, I am watching him. Yeah, I want to see like a, something. Well, I mean, from the other end too. I mean, he. I mean, he's mm. for some reason getting a lot longer of a leash than uh, Ellie Tolvanen is at the moment. But um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this may be a a playoff audition for him as well. You know, if he for some reason can't turn it around, or if Ellie Tolvanen jumps back in there and kind of has a little a bit extra of a pep in his step yes um you know maybe that's sort of something john hines has to look at um so there's definitely a lot to kind of consider there i like what you said about the depth scoring because you know Mm -hmm. we've talked about you know guys like nathan mckinnon gabriel landeskog and amiko randon before um we've talked about um you know kale mccarr on the blue line but they have a lot of deep pockets in Colorado. They do right now, you know, guys like Andre Burakovsky having a career year Um, the other night, you know, JT comfort came through with a couple of key points. Um, So there, there's a lot of guys there that can do some damage. Colorado reminds me a lot of Tampa Bay the past couple of years where it just kind of seems like, you know, they had all the big pieces. They had the superstars in place they just kind of needed, you know, a little bit more beyond their top two lines um, to really step it up. And they have gotten it so far this year. And I think that's been the big difference um, of why they're suddenly looking like a cup contender. They're just solid top to bottom. You know, this team just they're like you said, it's 
it's packed. I mean, they're really packed with a lot of talent. And what's frustrating is if you look at the Predators roster, in theory, the Predators should have a, a pretty good depth scoring thing happening. And just recently, it's just not happened. And so this is a game for Luke Cunnan. I'm talking to you. And uh, Tanner Janot, who he just had a baby. So I have grace and abundance for him. He's probably very tired. Um, but Phil Tomasino, like, let's see some of these secondary scoring guys. This is the game where you need to jump in the play and make some things happen. That's the, I think it's the only way that the Predators are going to be able to match up against Colorado. They're going to need to have top to bottom scoring opportunities. And that's going to be a key to the game. It's going to be the key to postseason success. Uh, if the Preds want to have any sort of sort of Stanley Cup Finals uh, talk moving forward, yep. uh, so again, game tonight is at eight o'clock Central. Thank you, Internet. Probably should have checked that <laughs> first. Um, we'll have a full recap tomorrow. And where can the fine people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefortjack.com as well. On Twitter, be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave us a comment, let us know what you thought of the show today, or if you have a topic for us to discuss moving forward. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with some recap.